Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Draymond Green's return, it was not the answer for Golden State. So what is? We have the trade that the Warriors need to make to save their franchise. Plus, another day, another lineup change for the Lakers. Zach Lowe, he tells us if this latest switch is enough to get the Lakers back into contention. And tonight, we have an epic showdown between Jokic and Joel Embiid. Ramona Shelburne is here on why defending his MVP isn't the most important thing on Joel's mind. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I love days like today because we have a full house in studio. Look who is here. Austin hey, back. Ramona Shelburne is in the building. Adrian Wojnarowski and Zach Lowe. Guys, we had a full day of MLK games yesterday. We need to start our show, though, in Memphis where Draymond Ooh. Green returned mm. for the Golden State Warriors. Now, you would think Draymond is back. The Grizzlies, they're without Marcus Smart. They're without John Morant. They're without others. This would be a solution. This is what it sounded like when Draymond checked in. <laughs> so he made his return. He came in off the bench. He heard those boos, and he decided to drain a three to start Austin. Yeah, no, no, nothing, nothing better to see than missing time and coming back in your first shot, especially a three-pointer from a guy like Draymond who's not usually – making and hitting three-pointers. Right. I think I'd actually be concerned if they didn't. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, clearly he was feeling it, but how long would it last? Golden uh. State down one at this point. G.G. Jackson, he was huge for Memphis, and three-pointers, they really were the story of the game, particularly for the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> Getting out in transition here, laying it up and in. Uh-oh, Memphis starting to pull away. They're up by six in this one. And then, once again, Memphis going to work. What did we tell you about Gigi Jackson the second? He hits the three again. The Grizzlies just adding to their lead at this point. And then Jonathan Kaminga, he turns it over once again. The Grizzlies, here they come. They may be outmanned, but they were determined to be in this one. The Grizzlies bench, loving what they're seeing there from Luke Kennard. Here's Steve Kerr on what he's diagnosing for Golden State. We got careless. You know, we have to understand where we are as a team, you know, what our record is, um, where we are in the Western Conference. You just got to have pride in yourself as a man, but I'm not going to let my guy score. Like, and until every guy take pride in themselves and want to stop the guy in front of them, we'll suck. You know, we keep talking about, oh, man, these teams are hitting shots. Guys are hitting shots that they aren't supposed to hit. Like, we're the Golden State Warriors. I'd hit shots against us, too. Like, I'd be excited to play against Hall of Fame, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. Absolutely, I'd be excited. I'd make every shot. 
So the Warriors, they got Draymond Green back in the lineup on Monday, but they still lost. It's a trend that's become too familiar over the last month. Essentially, Green has been away from the team since December 14th. And in that time, the Warriors were at the bottom of the league in several defensive categories, as you can see. But the bigger problem is that all of that continued against the Grizzlies, despite Draymond Green's return. So, as promised, let's welcome in the one and only Kendrick Perkins and look at the reality here, Perk, because the Warriors, they've lost 8 of 11, with last night's loss coming to a very short-handed Grizzlies team. And I understand that you have a word of the day to describe the state of the Warriors' season. It's actually a song of the day. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Feelings. So deep in my feelings. Oh, it's still going. You know who that is? That's LMA. That's booed up. LMA booed up. This is the problem. They so deep in their feelings. Listen, you <laughs> cannot have feelings if you're in the front office of an organization. Business and feelings don't mix. It never did. It never will. When I think about what the Memphis Grizzlies did to them last night, Gigi Jackson performed yep. like Michael Jackson. Hell, we saw Williams Jr. smoke them last night. Even Martin Luther King couldn't have dreamed of that happening with the Golden State Warriors fully healthy. I mean, it was a fully disaster, and it's time to break it up. I mean, how many times I got to see it? Well, I mean, let, let's let's get down to business then because the trade deadline, it's 23 days away here, Woj. When we look at this roster, when we look at where the Warriors are at in the, in the standings, how are they thinking about moving forward? Well, listen, I think Golden State is, is open to listening on everybody on that roster except one player. You know who the one player is. But th- this isn't as simple as there's a player we like, here's um, a, a deal that maybe makes us better in the short term. The salary cap is, has such an impact on anything Golden State's going to do at the trade deadline. Yep. They're going to have to start getting salary off moving forward um, with this new, uh, with the new collective bargaining agreement. There's a $190 million threshold, mm-hmm. and that if they don't do it now at the deadline and they don't want to do it in the summer, the longer you wait, the more it's going to cost you right. in attaching draft picks to get money off. And I think right now for Golden State, if you don't look at this team and say, we think we can be a championship team. We're willing to go into that second apron where you all of a sudden, you can't use your middle-level exception. Right. Trades are impossible to make. You lose your draft picks. All of these things, because we have a team with Steph Curry, Durant, Clay. We'll just keep going. Well, if you're not that, that's the question Golden State has for itself. And I don't think their decisions are simply right now, hey, we see a player we really like and we're going to trade for him because financially they can't keep going forward at the – salary level they're at and there's not really a player on the market right now that we're seeing in terms of that are in the trade talks that are a player that's going to go there and make that big of a difference I love Pascal Siakam I love Zach Levine I love DeJounte Murray I don't know how they fit in a Warriors offense uh, this is awkward to watch though this is it's it's one thing to see the Warriors struggle like we have in the past when they had a lot of injuries or guys are out we're seeing a fully healthy team a team that we've seen build a dynasty and have much success struggle and maintain and have any consistency and win games. And last night was not a matter of talent. That, that's a pride issue. They lost to a Memphis team that was down all their key players. This is what the death of a dynasty looks like. And really, the Warriors deserve credit for holding it out as long as they did. That title run two years ago is an all-time magical moment yeah. where they had everything clicked together and they had one I- last ride. This is what it looks like. This is what it usually looks like when one superstar all-time great player 
spends his entire career with one team. This is why LeBron changes teams all the time. Dirk Nowitzki, Kobe Bryant, they all ended in sort of down rebuilding teams. This is what it is. And so this is the challenge the Warriors face. This year, I think, is over. Like, I don't think you can orient whatever trade you make to say, can we save our team this year? Here's the, they're four games under 500. They're four, or they are, yeah, four games four under games. 500. Four games out of the eighth seed in the West. They are struggling just to stay in the play-in race. I think any deal they make has got to be oriented toward next season and the future, and how can we try to thread the needle of keeping a good team around Steph Curry Whatever that means, a financially viable team. That might mean getting off money, getting some flexibility back. I think any trade they make has got to be aimed there. This season, it looks like a sunk cost. You say getting their flexibility back, and I think the decision might be as simple for the Warriors as among our big money players, who do we like the least, who do we value the least, and we're going to trade that player at the deadline and start then – uh, to be able to build back a salary cap structure yep. that gives you flexibility and maybe makes you to try to maybe there's one more run you can make with Steph Curry, but it's probably just over. I think they have three weeks to decide whether or not they're going to dismantle this now or in the off season. Mm. I think they were there. I mean, it's it, you're. A couple weeks ago, before Draymond's latest suspension and all that, right. you, you would talk to people in Golden State and they said, you know, if we could just get all healthy, right. if we could all see this team, we really like our team, we like our depth. The, a month has passed and they have gotten worse. Chris yeah. Paul is out, Draymond Green is back, but all the, we, we got to give them a little time. But let, I think this three week period is almost an audition. Of, right. Do you like being in the Bay? Do you want to keep this team together? Because if they can show something in these three weeks, that gives ownership, that gives a, a reason yeah. to continue to spend at this level to keep them together, then you can make that argument, okay, give them this season to figure it out. But if they can't, they have to make that call now. And the one good expiring tra- trade asset you had in Chris Paul, yeah. uh, he's got a uh, – you control his salary next season. So essentially he's an expiring contract. Because he's injured through the trade deadline, really not expected to be back until around the all-star game, all-star break. Yeah, right. You know, you probably don't have a team out there that's willing to give you something because, hey, we needed a, we need another point guard or Chris Paul has some value to us. Usually guys like that don't get traded when they're injured. I will say this, though. They have young players that people value. <clears throat> people like Jonathan Kaminga. People one. like Moody. Yeah, people like Pajero. them because they got that's Kaminga. the bridge Go ahead, to the Kirk. next era. Go ahead. I like Kaminga. It, it, y'all, y'all are killing me on this Tuesday morning. The, the writing is on the wall. Afternoon. If yesterday didn't, didn't like, if yesterday didn't bury the hatchet for you guys to see that this dynasty is over, I don't know what else I could tell y'all. Because when you look at it, a month ago, I talked about trading Clay Thompson or shopping him and seeing what you could get from him. And since then, we've heard Steve Kerr talk about the spirit of this team is gone. We heard Clay, uh, Steph Curry talk about they don't have an identity. We have watched Jonathan Kaminga go public and call out Steve Kerr, basically. And then the comments from Draymond Green last night, basically about pride. Here's the thing. When you're not there and you're disjointed, you're not going to play good basketball. And so you think of the late, great Jared Cross and what he did for a dynasty like the Chicago Bulls. It's no six championships without him. He is one of the greatest to ever walk into an organization. He had to make hard business decisions when he bought in Phil Jackson, when he discovered Scottie Pippen, when he went out and got Dennis Rodman. And then at the end, when he had to break up the dynasty, when he knew it was over, 
over. You have to do that. And right now, the only thing that is keeping this organization intact or keeping these players in this organization or making the organization tough for them to make decisions is that their feelings attached. You cannot have feelings when you're dealing Perk. with business. It's written all over the wall that Clay Thompson don't want to be there or well, he's not to, happy. But the value, there. you have to Prime value example. back too. Yeah, but Perk, and also, what? Krause put that team together. Dunleavy inherited this. It's a whole different decision to be inherited something and then be the guy that just his first year on the job is you know running the show to just ship everybody out. Well, but it's also, a dynasty. It's not just about shipping yeah. everybody out, right, Ramona? It's also about looking, as Woj you. just mentioned, about who those high those, those those high salary players yeah. are and what you can Steph actually Curry's 36. get. Steph Curry is 36. Yeah, but like Steph Curry is 36, and as long as you have Steph Curry, you're in the game. So who do you surround him with? So here's the reality. When you're talking about who the big money players are for many, multiple years yeah. on their contracts, it's two guys. Right now it's two guys. It's Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green. Yes. Yep. And the disadvantage the Warriors have is that the other 29 teams have paid attention to the NBA over the last six months, five months, year, whatever, and seen Andrew Wiggins decline and seen Draymond Green just not be available. And so – Moving off of those guys, it's nice to talk about. Yep. It's going to be harder to do, and it's probably going to cost so, you some stuff you need to rebuild your team. Perk. And the, the emotion, and Perk talks about the, it's emotion that's keeping this together. Yep. I think what it is, it is a loyalty to Steph Curry. That, is yep. that for what he's meant to this organization, what he's done, where he still is in his career, we're going to exhaust every avenue we can to figure out if there's a way to keep going. But if we can't, then that's a conversation you have with Curry because – this is a player who has meant everything. That arena is there because right. of him. The championships are there because of him. Yep. Joe Lacob is a much richer man because of Steph Curry. <laughs> the valuation of and, the entire so, franchise. So I think that's the conversation yep. that's going to go on, is going on, yeah. and will go on between now and the deadline, and, and then into the offseason. Absolutely. Perk, last word on this for now. So, so let, me, let me ask you a question. No, we're going, we're going back around. Okay. body language. No, no. So, do in Clay Thompson body language, from what y'all been saying, do he looks like a guy that's engaged? I'm gonna answer it for you. No. I looked at the, one of the best storylines of yesterday in the football in the NFL. You know who that was? Baker Mayfield. And why I bring up Baker Mayfield is because I don't believe that Clay Thompson is finished. I don't think that Clay Thompson is struggling because he can't shoot the ball on a consistent basis no more. 90% of getting between the lines is mentality, is your mental. If a basketball player or an athlete is not mentally there, they're not going to perform at their highest level. So why I bring up Baker Mayfield is because if Clay gets a fresh start with a new surrounding and feel love, I think we'll see a better version of Klay Thompson on a more consistent basis. We can see it in his body language. Well, here's what I know. I'm no body language expert, but I know the trade deadline is 23 days away. That is a real deadline that they're going to need to evaluate, and the road does not get any easier from here. They face the red-hot Utah Jazz in their next game, and then they have the Mavericks, the Hawks, the Kings, the Lakers. Teams are looking up at in the standings before they see Philadelphia. So really, the time is now for Golden State. Really, the Time was yesterday. All right, we have a lot to get to on this show. LeBron and Anthony Davis, they led the charge last night, but did a lineup shakeup against the Thunder reveal the winning formula for Los Angeles? Plus, after another frustrating loss in the Garden for the Knicks, does Perk still think New York is the second best team in the East? We debate that coming up. And Joel Embiid, he just broke another franchise record. I mean, 
They're just piling up at this point, Ramona. But could an even better season than last year be enough to secure? Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. That picture of Perk gets me every time. But guess what? Joel Embiid, after missing the last three games, he returned against the Houston Rockets. Back in action. We're going to pick this one up in the first quarter here. Watch Embiid. He just leaves. How many euros? Uh, that looked oh. illegal. But and <laughs> one. And then in the second quarter here, draws Come the foul. Floats it off the glass. And then, you know, why don't we try a little catch-and-shoot three? Because, of course, we are. 26 points in the first half. The Sixers led by 19. And then in the third quarter, I mean, at this point. Coming up a handoff. A little baseline J. And then one more for good measure. Pick and roll with a seven-footer. Drives and lays it in. Yeah, how often do you see that? And then in the fourth quarter here, Embiid. Ooh, sorry, Amen Thompson. A little pump fake. That's where Mark Jones would say put him on a flight like an IG model. Embiid, 41 points, 10 rebounds. The Sixers get the win, 124-115. So here is what's just, this is insane to me, guys. Joel won MVP last year, and he's been even better this season. I mean, look at this. He's posting better numbers across the board, doing so in fewer minutes on the court. The Sixers hold steady to the third seed in the Eastern Conference. And it's not just the raw stats, right, when you're looking into the matter of the MVP race. It's also, at this point, the fact that Joel Embiid has missed 10 games. But when you are looking at this, Mm -hmm. Ramona, what is Embiid's feeling towards weighing, playing in those games versus also knowing that this is the year the Sixers really need to go for it? Yeah, whenever he feels like he can play physically, he's going to play this year. Mm. There's not going to be, like, he may not be 100%, but he knows there are three and seven in games that he has, that he doesn't play. And there are 22 and six in games that he does play. Yeah. Okay. So he makes a difference and he needs to be out there and he may not be 100%. I don't think he's 100% right now, but he's not 100%. He's still getting 41. <laughs> okay. Like, missing three he games. could have had 50 in this game if they would have let him play longer. I mean, I, I think it's this, he knows how important he is to this team, right? And how and how important that seeding is because when they don't when they don't finish as a top two seed, then they're on the road for that second round series right. against Boston or against Milwaukee or whoever ends up in that one two spot. And I right. think you know in his mind right now, there's there's no more excuses. Mm. It's winning time. 
it's not, oh, I'm, uh, my hand hurts or, or my right. face is broken. He's still going to get out there and play. But, but that <laughs> that's true. My that's face literally, is that's literally true for him. If his face is broken again, yeah, I'll, give, I'll give him a pass. At least the mask, let him get the right? mask. At least <laughs> let him get the mask, Joel, back. But when you say it's winning yeah. time, I don't think you're talking about as, as much as he would like it to be tonight versus Nikola Jokic in the Nuggets, as much as he wants it to be in the regular season. We're not talking about winning no. time in the regular season. We're talking about the playoffs. Do you think the Sixers have enough this year? Not to beat Boston and Milwaukee in back-to-back rounds. I don't think. The Sixers are great, um, but that's a tough hill to climb. And I think they need one more good rotation starter-level player. And they need to be all in for this season. There's no more waiting for the Sixers. They have this max cap space this summer. The worst thing they can do is get too cute and try to preserve that max cap space like yep. it, like you're clutching your pearls about it because you've got to be all in to win this year. And one target after another for that cap space goes off the board. We've seen OG Ananobi get traded. Drew Holiday maybe re-signs with Boston. Pascal Siakam could be next. Like at some point, you've just got to get somebody in the door because we've seen so many players cycle in and out around Joel Embiid. So much drama, so many missed opportunities, no conference finals appearances. It's got to be all in to win this year. I, I agree. Uh, I think as currently constructed, I don't think they're a team that can go seriously contend for a title. I think they can make it interesting for a Boston or a Milwaukee. They have a lot of talent. Anytime you have an MVP coming back off an MVP season and getting better, I think that only makes them more dangerous. But let's look at the conversation and how it's changed. Before yeah. the year started, we talked about what's Philly's next steps. Is this a team that's going to rebuild after James leaves? Or how well will Maxi step up? All these answers have been, you know, uh, or all these questions have been answered. Right. Nick Nurse has done a great job. Maxi is an all-star guard. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid has come back and doubled down on his MVP season. They have good uh, surrounding pieces. And like you said, they have cap space where this summer they can go out and grab someone. The time is now. I don't think they're going to win a title this year. I think we all can believe, I mean, I guess Philly fans can believe what they want to believe. I think but they have a shot. I just think they need one more I, There's no way that addition. team, you, you think they could beat Boston in a seven-game series? I don't, but you don't, like, don't look, Boston, Boston is one injury away. Every team is one injury away. Philly is not that far away with those big two guys, Maxie and Embiid. Right. I just think they need one little boost, but I don't want to wait till the summer. It has to be now, right. now, now. And the difference okay. is also in, you're talking about the conversation shifting. The conversation shifted in terms of the top of the East as well. Yeah. I think we all had an, an inclination mm-hmm. that Boston would be this, but the Milwaukee Bucks have shown, despite some convincing wins recently, that they're vulnerable in certain places. And while the Sixers are the three seed, it does feel like they're an injury away or adding the right player, some tinkering around that we could see in the Eastern Conference and look up and we say, oh, wow, there's Joel Embiid in the Eastern Conference He's that good. He is that good. We're going to talk about him a little bit more later in the show. Coming up on NBA Today, how many times can we ask if the Lakers are at a turning point? Well, this time... Maybe they've actually made a big change to their lineup, but is it enough? We discuss. Plus, I hear it's cold in New York. It's even colder on the court for the Knicks. What Woj thinks makes the most sense for the Knicks as we count down to the trade deadline. And it's an MVP battle. We have the Joker. We have Joel tonight. And we've got a stat that you will not believe. Are we witnessing a top 10 season all time? We'll tell you coming up. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. The Thunder, they were in town against the Lakers last night in LeBron's 12th game on MLK Day in his entire career. Here is how it went down. LeBron, he returned from that ankle injury, remember? Austin Reeves on the attack here. Oh, a little no-look pass to Anthony Davis, who lays it up and in there, Austin. He's got game, and they got a good rapport, those two. Jay Gildas Alexander, he was a game time decision, but of course played and just shows us things like that. He had 16 points in the first half. Alone. Best guard in the league. Midway through the second quarter here, the Lakers down by four. I mean, we've been talking about that Davis LeBron James connection. The Lakers, the Thunder, they are tied at 50 going into halftime. Late in the third quarter here. Oh! Welcome to the league, Chet. <laughs> Chet. I'm sorry, put on a little poster there with authority. Big time slam from Davis. Just, you know, showing the rookie how it's done. Oh. And then LeBron James in year 21. Yeah. Get him off <laughs> exactly. Shay. Oh. Turns it over. Rui Hachimura gets out in transition. LeBron James, nice ball movement there from the Lakers. Rewarding Rui for the steal. Yeah, running the floor. And then LeBron James dishes it out to Anthony Davis. Oh, Magic Johnson? Yep. James had 25 points, seven rebounds, six assists. Oh. Defense to offense for the Los Angeles Lakers. LA gets the win, 112-105. Here's Davis after the game. We just got to figure out ways to win, you know, compete at the highest level and try to do everything to get wins. So uh, we got enough to do it, you know, with guys in and out of the lineup. But, you know, when we get healthy, then we can start figuring things out even more. Those five, they've been pretty much our most consistent guys throughout the season thus far. So just put them together. And like I said, for the foreseeable future, that's going to be our lineup, barring any type of injury. Um, and I thought it went well. Okay, so the Lakers, they reverted to their opening night starting lineup. Good amount of success, right, in the 19 minutes on the floor together. They've tinkered with 11 different lineups this season. You were in the building last yep. night, Ramona. I'm, I'm a little sick of asking this, but here we go again. <laughs> Is this the turning point for the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, they just need to pick a lineup and go with it, right, so everybody can settle into a role. And I think what became very obvious over the last month is that they were asking way too much of LeBron James offensively. And when you, when you have LeBron James playing point guard, he's bringing the ball up 70% of the time uh, since December 12th. Okay? Before that, it was 60% of the time. So that's, that's a lot more on LeBron James because they were going with a defensive-minded lineup. And in those LeBron minutes, I'm going to say this and you know, let this sink in. In those LeBron minutes, they were getting killed. Mm. They were minus 120. 
teams were outscoring them by 120 points with LeBron on the court. That is never true of a LeBron James team. They are always better with LeBron on the court. And so you put D'Angelo Russell in there, you get him Austin Reeves in the starting lineup, you get some shooting around him, some other playmaking, so that he doesn't have to do everything. Yeah. There's space out there. Last night he was just plus two, but that's at least we're in the positive category and not minus 120 since December 12th. I look forward to April 1st, game 78. April Fool's Day? Game 78. Is this the turning point for the Lakers? There's four <laughs> more games left. Is this First, the steering wheel has to work before you can turn it anywhere. So, like, can we win a few games in a row before we start talking about turning points? Look, I don't really even care who starts as long as it's Austin Reeves, LeBron James, and Anthony oh, Davis. So I want those bit. three yeah. people in the starting lineup. I've been beating the start Austin Reeves drum all season when he was coming off the bench. He does need to shoot better from three. I like that Darvin Ham went with a lineup that leans offense because this team's offense has been stuck in mud for a long yep. time. And the only way out is to get it out of the mud. Me, personally, I think their best four guys together are those big three. And Rui Hachimura, I think, needs to play more as the fourth guy with them. I like his size. But I don't mind leaning into D'Angelo Russell as a playmaker, secondary playmaker, shooter. I like this group. Let's roll it out and see what happens. they got to dig this offense out. Okay. Perk, how are they going to do that? Well, I don't want to overreact as well because last night I just feel like with this matchup with the Lakers and OKC, like Anthony Davis is going to own Chet Holmgren in this matchup. We saw it the last time they played Oklahoma City. I believe AD had 28 and 11. And then last night he had a monster double-double. But credit Darvin Ham not to just changing the lineup, but also he went zone majority of the game. The Oklahoma City Thunder had, I thought, I think they shot like 49 three-pointers last night. Like, that's not in their character, right? They're a team that's used to getting downhill, getting out of transition. I thought the Lakers did a great job of, one, uh, keeping down their turnovers and also getting turnovers out of the zone and getting out of transition. But, you know, to think that the Lakers season has, like, this might be the turning point, I'm not there yet. Matter of fact, I'm not there at all because – I mean, out of their next two, two, two out of their next three games, it should be wins for sure. I believe it's the the Blazers and the Wizards. But no, I still That's think first. in order to get where they're trying to, in order to get where they're trying to go. And that's when the NBA championship, yeah. anytime you have LeBron James on your team, they're far away from that. Uh, it's clear that it is our job to overreact to, to everything they do, whether they win a couple, lose a couple. With that being said, a, a big win can change the momentum of a season. Sure. Uh, if we are going to overreact, let's overreact when they win a game. They won a game versus a key young team last night, a talented young team who's been playing well all year. Uh, this is a Lakers team that we have been questioning the entire season and whether they have the right pieces. Uh, do they have enough? Is, is, can LeBron yeah. lead them again? Months right before this, we talked about how Palinka had the most successful summer and had yeah. a, a great job putting all these asses together. You never know when things click. There's no rhyme or reason sometimes. They've switched lineups. They're back to the lineup they had before. Uh, I do agree I, with Zach. I, I, I like Reeves, and I like Anthony Davis and LeBron in that lineup. I do think they have enough. I really do. I, I, I think it's a matter of them coming together and consistently so getting good play. I think they could contend, Park. Who, who is Denver? Is Denver like that much better than this team? Is Denver like just that yeah. dominant? They have a great yeah. first uh, yes. first lineup, yeah. Yeah. but their yeah, second, they their bench is yeah, they did sweep them, huh? So they swept them last year. That the 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 Clippers are also a better team than them right now. 
So I'm, I'm saying, like, are we really going to say you really going to go out on the limb and jump off the porch and say that right now with this team that the Lakers have that you could actually pick them to come out of the West? No, 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 no. I didn't say I pick. I'm not picking them to come out of the West. I, I'm, well, not, I'm not under the delusion that. that this I'm team is just needs to blow it up and that they can't go to the playoffs and compete. Well, isn't there something in between blow it off I didn't say and blow that, it up? But that's, that's, not, that's what I'm saying. Right. So if since you brought it up, we can ask it. Once again, I mean, now 96% of the league as of as of yesterday is eligible to be traded. Everyone on the Lakers roster, right, except Anthony Davis, I believe, is eligible to be traded as well. So can we expect any tinkering or moves in the next three weeks? Well, I think you look at what they have right now, and they don't, outside of Austin Reeves and, and, and maybe a, a first-round pick in the future, they don't have much to offer. And Austin Reeves, Zach, just detailed it needs to be in there. And so I think if they continue to lose the way they did the other night against Phoenix with a non-competitive game, then, then you look at it. But if you, if you show signs like they did in this game against Oklahoma City where you put that lineup back together, then I think you let that group play and see if they can come together, get Gabe Vincent back and see. There was a reason they went out and got Gabe Vincent. Yeah, we got to see him play. And look, the Lakers' first-round pick, the one they can trade yeah. distant into the future, that has a lot of value around the league. Some yeah. teams like Jordan Hood, Chafino, who they just drafted, like they can put together a package without Austin Reeves in it. But if they want to get somebody really, really impactful that's not on a contract they're worried about, like Zach Levine, for instance, they want to get a player other than him. People yeah. mentioned DeJounte Murray. Right. Austin Reeves is probably going to have to be in that deal. And yep. to me, that's just yep. a lateral move. That's not really changing their life as a team. And we can sit here and talk about can the Lakers contend, can they win a play? Winning – Three playoff series in the West. You just Perk just listed off a litany of teams. It's just good team after good team after good team. And the Lakers are tenth. Like I don't think we can start having the contend <laughs> conversation until they're sixth or fifth but, or yeah. seventh. It's the same thing we said last year, and then they made a run and different went all the way to the conference finals. Different year, different conference. I know that the, the Nuggets are not. A, they're not as good. I don't think no, the Nuggets are as good as a whole. Like, it's all a I'm different saying conference. is, Jokic might be better. It's a harder, all harder conference. Harder conference. No man. All, all I'm saying Way is this, this team proven that on a night where they're playing their best basketball, they can beat anybody. They've had injuries this year. Uh, bro, it's, it's always going to be up and down for the Lakers, Austin, bro. We, we, we overreacted bro, everything they they're, do. They're, they're so they're, – they're so, I'm not overreacting. That's why I didn't overreact to this game last night. That's why with this starting lineup, Darvin Ham had to go zone because they can't guard the perimeter. Like, they can't – if you have quick guards, and that was a nice strategic move by him to go zone because he know if he wouldn't Correct. have, they would have got cooked around the perimeter. Correct. But what I'm saying is Oklahoma City knows what to expect. I'm not saying that the Lakers can't make it to the playoffs and make noise, but that's not the goal when you have a LeBron James and Anthony Davis is to make noise. Just like we put Steph on the ceiling to compete for a championship, we do the same thing for LeBron James. It's either finals or nothing. Well, that Okay, well then why that? By that argument, then yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're going to win the championship. I'm just saying I don't think this is a team that needs to go up and blow up and make all these different moves to, uh, but, to compete. But even, and I agree because, and I agree. Look, check me, feel me on this, Austin. Stay with me. Even if they make a move, it's not a move out there that's going to make them a contender in my eyes in the Western Conference. Well, they're six okay. and twelve over their last eighteen games. And Austin, just in case you needed a reminder about how the Denver Nuggets are playing in our Wednesday doubleheader, we have Yada and Dame in Cleveland to take on Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs at 7.30 Eastern. And then LeBron and AD in the Mavs. They, they host the Mavs, who hope to have Luka Doncic back uh, from that right ankle sprain. NBA Countdown gets it started. 5.30 local. I like that start. Yeah. But don't worry. We're going we're gonna to get into uh, 
the Denver Nuggets in just a little bit. I'll be, uh, Might be a late arriving listen, LA I'm, crowd. I'm, 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 <laughs> Still to come on NBA Today, Julius Randle, he called the Knicks stagnant after their second straight loss, but Austin, he shows us the biggest problems uh -oh. in New York. Uh oh. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Okay, incidental contact. He didn't push him in. Lillard goes into the front court. He's going to fire up a three for the win, and he hit it! And I shot my best shot on the last one of the game. That's what I'm here for. I think it's very important for us to continue to celebrate MLK Day, not only as a league, but as a nation, because of what he stood for. Russell bounce, Davis! It was a packed Martin Luther King holiday weekend. And in case you were lost in football, sorry, Eagles fans, uh, we got you. Let's go coast to coast on Monday's actions. They're going to start with the Pelicans at the Mavs. Kyrie Irving, Tim Hardaway Jr., they combined for 83 points in a win. Luka missed his third straight game with an ankle injury. Kyrie, though, he's been on fire this month. Austin, can he keep this going once Luka is back? I do think he can if he's willing to be the second option. Mm. By natural, just the fact that Luka's going to have the ball in his hands all game. His numbers will go down. He's not going to be scoring what he's scoring right now. But if he can be a consistent number two and be consistent playing off the ball more, Dallas can be trouble. Well, then we have the Pacers at the Jazz. Another win for Utah. They've won nine of their last ten. They're officially in the playoff picture. Zach, should the Jazz be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? How about neither? <laughs> the team is good. Keep it together. Don't splurge. I like this team. Something interesting is happening in Utah. They're legit pretty good. Something is happening in Utah, and they are a whole lot of fun to watch. And then we have the Pistons at the Wizards. So it was about three weeks ago that Kyle Kuzma, he posted this comment, quote, at this point, it's like, don't be that team, end quote. Well, the Wizards, they were that team last night. I mean, Perk, is this, this karma? Well, I, damn, the tables turned quick. And don't be that team. And don't be that person Kyle Kuzma, but you were. Listen. My boy, the big fella, Durham, had his thing, did his thing down low. Alex Burke dropped a 30-piece plus on them. Look, I mean, the Pistons got them one. Well, and then we got the Magic and the Knicks. The Knicks were without Jalen Brunson for the second straight game. Orlando took advantage. Paolo Bencaro had a team-high 20 in a 98-94 win. Julius Randle, he called the Knicks' effort, quote, stagnant in this one. They shot for six for 20 in the fourth quarter. So Austin, is that a fair depiction of what's going on for the New York Knicks? A little bit. Let's roll the tape because I'm going to show you what stagnant is for real. Okay. This, this is interesting. First off, you always want to see your key player hitting the big free throws, but it happens. It's an imperfect game. Guys are going to miss free throws. Lord knows I've been there. But this is what you don't want. Compiling mistakes. Hands on his knees. He gets back cut. Cole Anthony goes right behind him. Gets the rebound. That would have been his rebound. He leaks out. And then this is even another mistake he makes. This is his third of the play. He runs the Fultz, leaving Paolo, the best player for the Magic, open for a midi. So now which was a one-point game is now a three-point game. These are the mistakes that cause losses not only in the regular season, yeah. but a loss in the playoffs and can lose a series. 
if there's any coach that I know doesn't put up with that type of effort, oh, yes. it's Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> so you know that's on the film today. I expect him to be much better, especially when Brunson gets back. That is absolutely right. We know that Knicks fans, that exact clip has certainly been making the rounds. But Woj, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about the Knicks and their five-game winning streak since getting OG Ananobi. Now they've been a little bit up and down. It's it's important to point out that Jalen Brunson hasn't been there for their losses, right? But what makes sense for the Knicks right now as, again, we're getting closer and closer to that trade deadline? Yeah, the, the Knicks made their big trade line, deadline deal. They did it in the this summer with OG Ananobi. Uh, they're optimistic they'll get Mitchell Robinson back before the playoffs. That's going to be big for this team. The Knicks still are in the market for a big-time NBA star. That's what they want. That's what they want to use their assets on. He is probably not going to be available to them at the trade deadline. But what they can do, they can improve their bench. They can get another playmaking guard uh, for Jalen Brunson. They have some. They can do some small things around the edges without compromising themselves on the big stuff. Uh, but the Knicks made their splash. Uh, and he, he starts it forward for them now. Well, and it certainly looked like that splash was well worth it, particularly how they started off. Perk, I just want to check one thing really quick with you. You said a couple of weeks ago that you think the New York Knicks are the second best team in the Eastern Conference. Do you still believe that? I see what you're doing here, but yes, I, I do believe it. I see what you're doing here because okay. because I know Philly. I know I know Philly didn't won a few games, and I know we just saw Dame Dollar hit a, a a game winner against the Sacramento Kings. But I'm still standing on what I'm standing on right now with the Knicks because we know what we're going to get out of them every night. We know what they're going to do every single night on both ends of the floor. Right? They have an identity. And Julius Randle, he has to be better. When he's at an all-NBA caliber player, the Knicks could compete with anybody. But when he's moping around and doing what Austin showed he did last night, that's bad. And he will correct it. Tom Thibodeau will correct it. But this team is not ever going nowhere without Jalen Bronson. And let me constantly remind y'all, the New York Knicks, I mean the Miami Heat, they did the unthinkable last year with Jimmy Butler leading the way. The New York Knicks, they may not have a whole lot of household names, but they got some hoopers over there. Got to be careful. Well, playoff Jimmy Butler is better than anybody that the Knicks have. Uh, but, look, I think the Knicks are the fourth-best team in the East, but I don't think they're far from two or three, given Milwaukee's struggles on defense and Philadelphia's kind of been up and down. Now Joel's back. We'll see how they look. I think the Knicks would have some chance yeah. to beat either of those teams in a playoff series. This is a good, deep, nasty team, physical that nobody's going to want to play against. And what Woj said, co-signed all of it. You don't need to rush this process and go all in for some mega trade this year. Mm -mm. Keep the powder dry. Two trades in the last two years, just little fringy trades, should really be held up as examples of how teams can help themselves without shelling out too much. One is a Knicks trade. One little piddling pick in the 20s for Josh Hart. Totally changed their team. Celtics, one first-round pick for Derek White. Totally changed their team. The Knicks have enough ammo that they can look for one more guy like that with one pick and still have enough left over for the big thing. Co-sign all that. The Knicks are good. Oh, and Perk is loving clearly what he is hearing here. He's and, not singing. Well, please. I mean, we could. We still have another 10 minutes left of the show. There's plenty of time left for that. Coming up here on NBA Today, we're talking about Wilt, Michael, Kobe, one of the MVP candidates from tonight's Nuggets Sixers game is cementing themselves on a list with some of the best to ever do it. We're going to tell you who next. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. 
the reigning NBA MVP. You gotta take another step, and now you really gotta do everything. Jokic firing down court. Classic Joker. And I feel like Jokic don't even try to send me short. You don't bet against the pet bad boys. Welcome back to NBA Today. Don't bet against the fat boy was one of my favorite interviews that I have ever done with Nikola Jokic. But another year, another MVP race for Joel Embiid. And only 13 players have won back-to-back -back MVP awards. And Embiid is making a great case to become the 14th. He's averaging a career high, almost 35 points per game. And the thing is... If Embiid keeps scoring at this clip, he's got a chance to join an even more exclusive club than those to repeat as MVPs because there have only been 10 instances of a player ever to average 35 a game. And of course, Wilt has done it five of those 10 times because duh. And then MJ twice, you have James Harden, Rick Barry, Kobe Bryant, they've all done it once. That's it. That means that we are witnessing one of the most dominant scoring seasons of all time. But. It's not just about lighting up the Wizards or the Pistons or the Bulls that fans want to see, right? It is doing it against another MVP favorite, like versus Nikola Jokic tonight. They've been slated to go head-to-head -head 13 times for one reason or another, and Embiid sat six of those games. And Embiid, he was asked about his reputation of being what some would label ducking big games last night. Can't control if I get sick and I get the flu or whatever. Can't control that, you can't control this, then me. It's gonna swell up. Like I said, the goal is to be ready for the playoffs. Yeah, the goal is to be ready for the playoffs. Do you think we can just chalk it up to bad luck? I mean, well, how are you viewing this, Ramona? I mean, look, the, the schedule is the schedule, right? So last year you can go through why he didn't play in the game in Denver. There was, you know, Harden had been out. He heard he had a calf injury. It was a real calf injury. Whatever it is, that graphic doesn't look good, right? There's been six games that he's missed and Jokic hasn't missed any. That, does, that doesn't look, look good. And he's aware of it. And I think it's important to note he's coming back from a knee injury and played last night, scored 41 points in what was sort of a conditioning game almost to get ready for this game, which is on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, and he's not even listed on the injury report. Yeah. Like, that's a statement, right? Players have some say over whether you're going to be listed on the injury report. Last night, I, I checked on, on him, and it was, you know, he's intending to play, but let's see how that knee feels in the morning. He's not even listed as probable. He's just not on the report, which is a statement in and of itself that he wants to play in this game against yep. Nikola Jokic because I, I don't think he likes hearing that narrative and that discussion because there are, of course, there were circumstances. Right. There was one year he had COVID. Yeah, there was sure. like, all of it. But, but all signs. But bottom mm -hmm. line is yep. he's tired of that narrative. And all signs tonight are pointing to the yeah. fact that we are going to get Joel Embiid versus Nikola Jokic as Zach is heating up his hands for this one. Perk, what do you think we can glean? What do you think we can learn about these two teams and these two players as they go head-to-head? Well, well, one, we we know how fascinating it is to see Jokic and Embiid, you know what I'm saying, battle against each other. But Ramona, he has to change the narrative about himself. And we know that it's easy for Embiid to play when he's at home. But I need to see Embiid play in Denver when Jokic is at home. But I'm just, it's just seeing the most, like, two of the most skilled centers to ever play the game of basketball match up against yep. each other. And you know the great part, the great part about this real quick? is that they both defend each other. Like, they take pride in actually guarding one another, going head to head. No mm. double, no nothing. Like, Great I point. got you, you got me. That's yeah. what you want to see. 
It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. I just wish it weren't on the second night of a back-to-back. What can we do to Seriously. stop these marquee matchups Ugh, from being the on the second night the of a back-to-back? The other night. I know. That is so We need some AI. That's what AI is fair for, right? to fans. Yeah. Like, I, we... Ooh, Zach, before, we, we need to show to M before I start saying no, things. Let's just <laughs> enjoy the game. We're going to sit back Look, and watch these those two Those are some friendly rivals. Well, Last time travel. they played, they beat at 47 and Denver. 15. Denver. Always bet on the team that's on the back-to-back. A second MVP. We're just getting started here on NBA Today.